Welcome to the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast. I'm Ashlyn Dave, your host. We've got a great show lined up, so let's get started. And this is Ashlyn Dave, and this is the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast, episode 282. It's the last week of June of 2021. We'll go ahead and call this one Pandemic Over. Um, with a subtitle of Midweek Runs Don't Run By Themselves, and I'll explain that. I got a whole stack of stuff here. Glad to have the show back. Uh, thanks to Phil, Foolish Phil, um, getting another show. He said he was looking for another Ashland Day podcast. So i trying to squeeze one in here before the end of the month. Got a whole stack of stuff. Um, been real busy, real busy. Um... I guess, but the biggest thing is, is that isn't it kind of nice that things are kind of returning to normal? Um, and just like that, the uh, pandemic seems to be subsiding. Um, kind of weird how fast that happened. Um, I'm a little skeptical. I'm suspicious of pretty much everything. Um, and I have actually gotten to the point now where I really don't even believe what I hear on TV or through the media. All you got to do is watch a diff- couple different sources of media, and you'll see how drastically the information is different. And these people are actual, um, uh, I mean, these are actually, they call themselves journalists, and they actually believe they're telling you the truth when it really is suspicious. Anyway, I will leave that there, but I'm glad that things are returning to normal. Um, you know, my as I said in the last show, my ultra was canceled, but. The irony was that my wife ended up doing a cycling event on the same, the exact same route with no issues. Uh, but I looked for, I, I actually participated in another challenge. Um, some of y'all might have heard what, what's called the Murph Challenge. The um, Murph Challenge is something where um, it, it's an O2 Lieutenant Murphy who, uh, 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 it's escaping me, Lieutenant Michael Murphy. Um, he was a Navy SEAL who, uh, gave his life and, um, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't refresh my memory before I, uh, started the podcast. Stand by. All right. Michael Murphy, uh, Lieutenant, he was a Navy SEAL. Uh, he was killed in Afghanistan back in 2005. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the anniversary date was yesterday, June 28th. I'm recording the podcast on June 29th. Uh, after demonstrating extreme heroism and leadership while he and his three SEAL teammates were under attack by the Taliban, two years later he was posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor. And so uh, where I work, we have an outstanding fitness center, and there's a guy named James that runs the fitness center. There's a, a, another, well, he runs it in the morning, then a lady named Jessica runs it in the afternoon. I've had more contact with Jessica because that's when I work out. Uh, but But being with COVID, not a whole lot of people were going to the gym, and if, if in the building where I work, um, I, I think about 800 people can work there at, at one time. That's, I think, what it's kind of made for. Um, if you weren't assigned to work full-time, like, in other words, if you had been assigned to work remotely, then you couldn't use the fitness center. So, uh, But when I got hired there in February, it's a uh, major energy company that's headquartered in Richmond, Virginia. Um, and I do uh, threat intelligence work there for that. Uh, and corporate intelligence and security. It's a good good job. Uh, anyway, I, you know, I got into the fitness center and met James. And um, of course, I was able. I was working full time in the building, so I was allowed to use the fitness center. And I was finding that only a few people were using it in the afternoons, and so I kind of had the gym almost to myself. There were some days I was the only person in there. Well, anyway, James, uh, who's the director, uh, likes to issue challenges. I, I learned, and one, uh, he, he issued the Murph challenge to those that are. Using, we're using the gym on a regular basis and because uh, you have to sign in and um, so my you know my name was on there and so I got an email and they uh, they issued the Murph challenge and so what the work the Murph challenge is 
uh, pretty difficult. Um, there's a thing online. You just go. You can uh, Google the Murph Challenge, um, and what it is, it's one mile run, 100 push-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, one mile run in a 20 pound vest or body armor. So I'll repeat that. It's called the Murph. One mile run, 100 push-ups, 200. Excuse me. Start over. One mile run, 100 pull-ups. 200 push-ups, 300 squats, one mile run, and a 20-pound vest or body armor. Now, the body armor part was left off uh, because there's no body armor where the um, gym is, where, where we work. And very few people can do the Murph Challenge. So he, had, he James issued something called the Smurf Challenge as well, and that was the one-mile run, still the 100 push-ups, 50 pull-ups, 50 body squats, and then a one-mile run with no body armor. And so I was interested in that because I can do 100 push-ups. I can't do them all at one time. Um, I do 100 push-ups two to three days a week. Sometimes I get to the gym three days a week. Sometimes it's two days a week. Mostly it's two days a week. And I do five sets of 20 push-ups incorporated into my workout. And I've found that I've given my, gotten my arms, my triceps, and my chest has gotten uh, those muscles have gotten more endurance. Not to mention the feeling of uh, when you've done 100 push-ups in a, about 30 minutes. Uh, it's a pretty cool feeling. I mean, I, I used to only could barely do 20, uh, and I built up to to 100. So I was interested in this. I know I knew I could do the mile runs, and I didn't think the body weight squat was going to be all would be but so hard. And so I emailed James and I said, hey, man, how does this thing work? Do you have to do all this stuff at one time or what? He said, well, the goal is, for, is to get people to participate. And his motto is make today better than yesterday. So that's a, pretty, that's a pretty cool motto in my opinion. So he said, yeah, you can break it up and if you have to and do it in sets. And I thought that was a good idea. I don't know how it's really done. You can go on the website, uh, Murph. What was it? Um, TheMurphChallenge.com. And I'm sure there's, uh, looks like there's all kinds of stuff there. Murph training, how to get to that. Um, this is all for people who, these guys look like they're mostly military, who are, you know, real cut and big. Um, I'm 52 years old. I'm not going to be able to do that kind of stuff. So um, I needed something that was a little easier for, for my ability level, which has always been my excuse when I refer to my ability level. And because um, I still wanted to participate. And he said, yeah, if you have to do assisted pull-ups, you can do that. You can break everything down into sets. And so that's what I did. And uh, several weeks ago, I went in there and I did it. In uh, one afternoon, I did the mile run. And then I did, I think I did, a, I broke everything into 10. So so I was doing everything in fives. And, or um, I divided everything up in 10. So like the 100 push-ups became 10 push-ups in a set. The body squats were... Uh, well, I did 10 of those at a time. I can't remember how I broke it all up, but I, I managed to do it in like 10 sets. And I knew after I did the first set of body squat weight squats that I was going to be in trouble, that it was going to be hard to do. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I did 150 of those. That's what that was, come to think of it, because I did 10 sets of 15. That's what it was. And I knew after I did this first set of 15 that I was going to be in some trouble and hurting pretty bad. Um, so I, I was able to do it and I did it on a Wednesday and then the following Saturday is when I drove uh, my family to Charlotte, North Carolina. We went down and went to the NASCAR race on, on uh, the Sunday before Memorial Day and met up with my buddy Rob that lives down there that I've known a long time, went to college with. Uh, my daughter and I go to the race with Rob and his son and then my wife hangs out with Rob's wife and that's a tradition that we didn't get to do last year because of the uh, pandemic. Um, so I was sore all the way up to the point of uh, getting down to Charlotte. And then the next day on Sunday when we went to the race, I wasn't feeling it as much anymore. So that was Wednesday to Sunday or Wednesday to, I guess, Saturday night that I was sore. And what that inspired me to do was to uh, do squats as part of my workout uh, two to three days a week, mainly two days a week. Uh, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So I did, I've done that all for the month of June, and I've really, I mean, I'm not going to really see any gains. I, from what I understand, that's one of the best workouts you can do for your legs is, is just uh, body weight squats. Um, I'm not I'm not interested in lifting weights with squats because my knees, but I do I do like the uh, doing the body weight squats. 
And I've watched videos and, and got some advice from the fitness leader at our at our gym at work to make sure I'm I'm doing the right form. And I've really I've kind of gotten into it. And I've gotten I got a, a new workout prescribed for me, so I'm uh, pretty excited. Um, so I, I completed the Smurf challenge, and uh, what the fitness uh, James wanted people to do was you know take a selfie of themselves doing it. Um, I'm not a selfie person uh, whatsoever, so. I don't think you'll ever find any selfies of me anywhere, anywhere. I just, I don't think that's going to happen. So I just, uh, you know, emailed him and said, hey, I was successful doing it. And I think he's going to put us on their fitness center website at some point, which which would be cool. Um, but anyway, that was, that was pretty cool. So I'd encourage you to look into the Murph Challenge. I don't think the Smurf Challenge is really anything official. It was maybe just made up for people who can't do the full the full thing. But I did the Smurf Challenge, and I felt pretty good, and I was uh, pretty sore there for a while. Um, so anyway, that's uh, I wanted to just tell everybody about that because I have been doing stuff that does not involve in running, and uh, I have really been enjoying it. Um, I got an email from my buddy Lummox uh, a little while back, and... Um, he said he has discovered the, uh, virtual rail fan that is in Ashland. And what that is, is that's a camera that is on, in downtown Ashland. It's on all the time and it's, uh, through YouTube. And he told me one day what I needed to do was to go down there and stand in front of the camera so he could, uh, see me. Um, and I'm not really sure what he was getting at because, um, I mean, I can just talk to him on the phone if he wants to see me or we can do a video call or something like that. Uh, but anyway, I thought what I'd do is I would put the link to that into the show notes. It's on YouTube. It's kind of a live feed. I'm looking at it right now and it looks like it's, uh, pan the other way. Um, and what happens sometimes is the camera will pick up dumbasses while uh, driving down the railroad tracks in Ashland. Uh, the railroad tracks go right through the center of town. And so the um, this uh, camera has become a little kind of locally famous. It's called Virtual Rail Fan, Ashland, Virginia Depot, and it's a real time uh, live feed through YouTube. And it's uh, the the code is a little too hard. It's ninety nine HQVQVUQ6K. Uh, watch uh, question mark V equals. Uh, so I'll put that link in the show notes if you're interested in that at ashlanddave.podbean.com. You can t- take a, um, you can go check it out if you're interested in what downtown Ashland looks like. And you might see me running someday because I run right through where that camera is. It's, uh, there's a town clock that's generally uh, in the camera. And so that way you can know that you're looking at it for the right Eastern time. And uh, every now and then I'll, I'll run through there and, and uh, make a little bit of a scene in front of the camera. Uh, highly doubt anybody of the hundred plus people that listen to the show are watching the camera at that time, but not, nevertheless, it is kind of fun to do because there's apparently somebody watching it at some point. Because yeah, like, uh, we have a lot of train enthusiasts that come into our into the downtown area, and when I talk about downtown Ashland, I'm talking about a very small downtown, as in just a few blocks of a downtown. It's not skyscrapers or anything like that. And most people that listen to the show already know that. So that'll be in the show notes at ashlanddave.podbean.com. Check that out if you're interested. All right, so I've signed up for the Ashland Half Marathon, formerly known as the Patrick Henry Half Marathon. And I'm going to give you the date. It's always the date the week before Labor Day. I have to look up the actual date. Um, that one's always – whenever I look up Ashland, it's uh, – Always gives me um, Massachusetts first. I guess there's a national Massachusetts. So the Ashland Half Marathon is Saturday, August 28th. I've signed up for that. I've started training with my team Wolfpack. And with with no announcement or anything like that, the name changed. Um, and so I have a little something to say about this. I don't know why they changed the name. The race starts and finishes in Ashland. Yeah, okay, Ashland Half is probably a better name for it than the Patrick Henry Half. However, why the name changed when it's been the Patrick Henry Half for the last 10-plus years? And if you're not familiar with Patrick Henry, he's the one that gave the Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech when he was uh, at St. John's Church in Richmond before, well before 1776. Oh, gosh, I think I have my history right. Yeah, because the Declaration of Independence hadn't been signed yet. 
And he lived in, uh, he was born in Hanover County and lived in an area called Scotchtown while he was governor of Virginia sometime later. So, uh, yeah, Patrick Henry has uh, history here. I don't know if he owned slaves. I guess he did. So I'm thinking they had to go and move the, the name because he had to be, I guess, uh, removed from a race being named after him. I don't know. It just seems suspicious to me. Um, I do think Ashland Half is a better name because that's where the race starts and finishes. Um, I'm not against that. I just am curious why, why the change after all these years. And then the bigger question, I guess, would be, is are they going to change the medal? Because this finishing medal has basically been the same for many, many years. I've got so many uh, episodes, uh, versions of that same medal with the same logo. Um, I guess now it'll be different. I'm kind of curious to know what uh, logo will be used to uh, represent Ashland. Uh, but that's in late August. And um, like I said, I'm training with Team Wolfpack for that. Uh, we just go by Wolfpack. Uh, that's my running Saturday morning running group, Ashland Bob. Uh, Ashlyn Brad, Ashlyn Ron, Ashlyn Tom, uh, we've got a pretty good group uh, going. And uh, I know Ashlyn Bob listens to the podcast, and he swears that he won't run this race, but he does it every year anyway that he can. But he always has says he's not doing it. Oh, I see the logo now. They, um, oh, this is crazy. I'll put this in the show notes at ashlyndave.podbean.com. It's like it says Ashlyn, and then it has the word half underneath, and the two H's are joined, like like a couple railroad ties and in a railroad but it doesn't really look like that but maybe it is and then it has a sun with like seven rays on it and it's pretty basic and pretty basic um anyway it's a great course and uh i've done it many times ashland tom's done it every single year he even did it last year when uh they had a staggered start and all this other ridiculousness that went on all right so that's august 28th and i'll be uh starting that can't guarantee a finish, but I can start it. You know, there was one year I decided, I almost turned around and said, you know, there's just no way I'm going to finish this this year. It's just too freaking hot. And then I ended up catching up with to my group and um, just had a major second win. I'm not sure how that happened. All right. Um, so I sat down the other night, uh, I don't know, a week or so ago with my daughter. She's uh, turning 20 next month, so she's not a child. And uh, she needed to see the movie Saving Private Ryan. And, um, you know, Memorial Day and all that. And so we have, I've had that on DVD for many, many years. Um, you know, I always watch it and what's on. Just same as um, Top Gun, whenever that's on, I got to watch it. Uh, just, I mean, have to. Or, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the, uh, one of the other movies. The one with the... Uh, Jack Nicholson, where he's uh, the general, the one about um, the prison camp in Cuba. I can't think of the name of it. A uh, few good men. Uh, yeah, whatever that's on, I got to watch that. Anyway, uh, so we started saving uh, Private Ryan, got through the first scene, which is brutal. A uh, lot more brutal scenes. And then for some reason, the DVD just, um, like, like, it stopped working. I mean, very disappointing. Um, I take care of the discs. It's not like we jump them around or anything. In fact, I don't think that DVD's ever left the house. I've never lent it out or anything like that. And so we couldn't finish the movie, and it was really disappointing. And I'm just curious if anybody who listens to the show has ever had any trouble with their DVDs where they just stop working, like the data gets lost or they don't last. Not from being scratched or being in, you know, and left in a car and bent up, bent up or, or someone stepping on it or mash, mashing it or, or whatever. I'm talking about it just doesn't work anymore. So I'm looking at these 50-plus DVD movies or whatever I have in the various drawers under my TV, and I'm wondering, you know, how many of those are pieces of crap now and that won't work if I decide well, I want to sit and watch a movie on DVD, you know, which doesn't cost me anything other than electricity. Uh, I just don't want to be disappointed again, so I was just curious. Um, all right, like I said, I got a whole stack of stuff. Um Oh, okay. So I was interviewed on a podcast recently, uh, Dr. Uh, Jamie Delaney, and she has a, uh, she's a medical doctor, and she has been a listener of the podcast for many years, and I um, met her in person before, and um, she's very nice, and she interviewed me for her podcast back on, let's see, when was it? I'll look it up here. Um, uh, well, she put the show up on June 10th. And you can find her podcast at uh, 
Let's see. Jamila Delaney MD That's J A I M E L A Delaney md.podbean.com and of course I'll have that in the show, show notes as well at ashlanddave.podbean.com a little easier to spell um, it's a good long show uh, we talked about some of the stuff I had mentioned about some of my running buddies having some heart issues and uh, she gave a lot of good advice uh, really really listened to her a whole lot um, and I'm going to start listening to her show I, I was embarrassed to tell her that I had forgotten that she had started it and Harry, I'm looking at, she's got episode 309 up already as of June 24th. Looks like she has one out about every uh, every four to five days or every week. Um, so that's outstanding, Jamie. Um, thank you for having me. So I would uh, encourage all, all my listeners of this show to go check that out. Um, and if you just if you just uh, put in your search engine, J-A-M-I Delaney, D-U-L-L-E, uh, J-A-M-I for Jamie, D-U-L-A-N-E-Y, M-D, um, for Medical Doctor Podcast, and then put Ashlyn Dave. Uh, you'll find it, uh, just like I did. And like I said, I'll put that in the show notes. And Jamie, thank you very much for your time and for inviting me to come on. I was happy, very happy to do it. And um, a lot of good information on there. Keep it up, and I appreciate your time uh, that night. Uh, happened to know Sandy didn't send me. I talk about Sandy all the time in the, in the podcast. She, um, I am not on Facebook. I don't do, um, I'm on Twitter. So you can find Ashlyn David on Twitter. You might not like what I, um, you might not like my retweets, but that's a whole separate issue. Um, I follow stuff on Twitter. I'm not a big uh, original poster. I just kind of look at stuff and, and look, I, I like to consume a lot of information um, but I'm not I'm not a Facebook person only because I think there's something wrong with Mark Zuckerberg, and um, I mean I, I'm serious I, I think there's something very wrong about with that guy and, and how much control he's got over you know Facebook is the is the uh, biggest news source or biggest source of information in the whole world, and I just think that's kind of scary I think I've gone down this road before I'm not being critical of anybody that, that uses Facebook because my uh, family has a family reunion page on there, as well as my fraternity from college. So I've gone on there to get information, but I'm not, I don't post on Facebook or, or, or collect, if, or anyway, go through there. Um, but my wife uh, told me about Sandy, uh, how she's running better in her 50s. Apparently she got first in her age group in a recent marathon. So I just want to do a shout out to Sandy. Um, been a friend for a long time, along with her husband, Eric. Uh, many years ago, I went up to Michigan and visited them when I did a race up there. Um, and they've been through Ashland, I think twice. Have y'all been through here, Sandy? Um, they're both retired, both uh, retired law enforcement. So I have that connection with them, which uh, goes a lot deeper than just running. It, it's just a kind of a perspective on life. And um, anyway, it's great that she's uh, running better than she ever did. And also, oh, she also um, she's also anti litter, which uh, you know is always good for me. Anybody that's anti litter is going to be a friend of mine. So. Uh, way, way to go, Sandy. And I wish I had more information about the, the marathon that you ran. Maybe I'll, before I finish the show, I'll look that up if I remember and uh, try to get that in. And I did decide to look that up because it definitely deserves some attention there. Sandy got, let's see, I just looked her up. Um, okay, so she's in the 50 to 59 age group now. That's the division. She got first. Overall, 45. She was eighth female overall. Uh, overall in the whole race was 45th. And that was a Whitefish Point Marathon, which is in Paradise, Michigan. And that was on June 12th of 2021. So, so Sandy, I, I still get information. I, I find out what you're up to, even though I'm not directly uh, following some of your exploits. I, I seem to hear about them uh, all the way down here in the center of the universe, Ashland, Virginia. Uh, so well done. Um, I mean, that's, and uh, I guess I guess I should have given the time, four thirteen ten. Okay, that's outstanding. Um, wow, and she did one. Uh, looks like, uh, Sandy, did you do one in April? Carmel Marathon was that you? Looks like it. Wow, four forty two fifty nine. Uh, Sandy's done. She's in the fifty states club. Talked about her plenty. I could probably do another podcast about Sandy and Eric and the stuff that they're up to. They're always up to something. Okay. 
Um, let's move on. <laughs> I could talk a lot about them, that's for sure. All right, I want to. Um, I said I had a whole stack of stuff, so the podcast is going to go on for a little bit. I still have the email bag, so I'm going to show to get to. I got a couple emails. <clears throat> Back on May 24th of this year, 2021, in the Richmond Times Dispatch, there was an article about uh, how 21 people got killed in an ultra marathon in China, and. I read through the whole article, which I'm going to read. I'm going to read it in the podcast. It's not very long. And in the whole article, I never saw the name of the marathon. And I'm not sure if it was just a translation issue or what. Um, the headline is Extreme Weather and Ultra Marathon in China Kills 21. The subheadline is Forecast at Issue as Participants Did Not Dress for Conditions uh, by the Associated Press Beijing. 21 people running a mountain ultramarathon have died in northwestern China after hail, freezing rain, and gale force winds hit the high-altitude race state media reported Sunday. After an all-night rescue operation of freezing temperatures involving more than 700 personnel, rescuers were able to confirm that 150 people were safe out of a total of 172 participants. 21 had died, according to the official Zenhua News Agency, which said the runners suffered from physical discomfort and the sudden drop in temperature. The runners were running on an extremely narrow mountain path in an altitude reaching 6,500 to 9,800 feet. The 60-mile race was held Saturday in the Yellow River Stone Forest tourist site in Bailin City in Gansu Province. Participants were not rookies. One of the deceased was well-known runner Ling Jing, who had won a 62-mile race in Ningbo, reported the paper, a state-backed newspaper based in Shanghai. A woman who worked for the race organizer, Gansu Xinjiang Sports Culture Development Company, said there were no predictions of extreme weather for the day of the race, according to Beijing News, a paper owned by the Beijing city government. Seems to be a theme there. However, Beiyan City's local branch of the National Early Warning Information Center had warned for the past three days of hail and strong winds. The race also followed a relatively established course, having been held four times, according to an account posted online by a participant in the race who quit and managed to make his way to safety. But the weather caught them off guard, and on the morning of the race, Saturday, he already sensed things were not normal. The runners were not dressed for winter-like conditions, many wearing short-sleeved tops. And this is him quote, being quoted. I ran two kilometers before the starting gun fired to warm up, but the troublesome thing was after running these two kilometers, my body still had not heated up, the competitor said in a first-person account that has been viewed more than 100,000 times on the WeChat account wandering about the South. He later told the paper that the forecast the day before, prior to the race did not predict the extreme weather they encountered. The most difficult section from mile 15 to mile 22 climbed 3280. 3,280 feet. There he said the path was just a mix of stones and sand and his fingers grew numb from the cold. When he finally decided to turn back, he already felt dazed. He said he was able to make it to safety and met a rescue crew. Some runners farther along the course had fallen off the trail into deep mountain crevices, according to a report of state broadcaster CCTV. It was not clear how many of them survived. Video footage showed rescuers in winter jackets in the pitch dark night Searching with flashlights along steep hills and narrow paths. Search operation ended by noon Sunday, rescuers told Zenhua. Online, some wondered what, if any, preparations organizers had made in the event of an emergency. The race organizer did not immediately respond to call seeking comments Sunday. And that's the end of the article. Um, Like I said, I'm on Twitter and I follow some ultra running uh, feeds. And I I I haven't seen any follow-ups on that. Uh, I haven't done any of my own research on the internet about any of the the names uh, mentioned in there at all, but I just found it interesting that um, 21 people died in a ultra marathon that was what did I say 60 some 60 mile 60 miles long, so that's about 100 just shy of 100k. Anyway, very sad, um, and that's a lot of people. All right, uh, let's move on to the next thing. That's not so, not so sad. Okay, so over the years, um, 
people that I've known have um, sometimes will repeat sayings back to me that I have said at some point in time. Um, I've got a whole list of sayings that when I retired from police work that some of my colleagues presented to me that apparently have been collect were collected on my behalf over the years. Um, one of them being, um, is this a long story or a short story? Because I prefer short stories. That's apparently that was uh, written down at some point in time. And um, somebody decided that was funny. Uh, I don't like it when people uh, do long descriptions of stuff. I like it when it's short. Uh, unlike my podcast, which is usually just me rambling for at least 30 minutes. And I'm, I think I'm getting, yeah, I'm at 30 minutes now. So um, I'm good to go. Um, trying to think of another one. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently at one point in time, I told somebody that it takes brass balls to run an ultra marathon. And that got repeated back to me at my retirement party. So, uh, anyway, uh, there's a whole, I got a whole list of those. Um, but Ashlyn Bob, who is uh, part of Wolfpack, which is my Saturday morning running group, repeated something back to me a couple weeks ago. Um, a reference, apparently, something I said along the way that he remembered. And it's, uh, quote, midweek runs don't run by themselves, unquote. And I do not remember saying that, but Bob said that I did one time and he took that to heart because he was kind of a weekend warrior there for a while. And I was too. And so when you get up to the point where you're trying to run with a group on a Saturday morning, six or seven miles, and you know, you're asking to take a knee at some point because you just can't make it. You want to walk. That's because you're not doing those midweek runs, the, the maintenance runs, the homework runs, the stuff you're supposed to do. Uh, you know, the practicing that you're supposed to do before your guitar lesson. You know, you can't you can't have a weekly guitar lesson if you don't practice before your lesson because you're just wasting your time, wasting your money. Um, that's what happened to me. I took guitar lessons for a while, and I just – I needed a lesson every other month, every other week, not every week. I needed one that was every other week to give me more time to practice because I was just kind of – anyway, that's a whole separate tangent. Um, but the reason I bring this up, and it's kind of a, I think I mentioned earlier, it was kind of a subtitle of this podcast, Midweek Runs Don't Run By Themselves. I found myself uh, falling for that. What happened was after my ultra marathon, uh, that whole thing was canceled. And then when I signed up for the Ashland Half Marathon, formerly the Patrick Henry Half Marathon, I was looking at the uh, training schedule that uh, Bob had, we've used or we've used over the years. It's a beginner schedule. It's the, it's just it's a just finished schedule because we're all, you know, fifty plus. Uh, some of us are two hundred pounds. Some of us are uh, some of the smaller guy or more thin guys on our running group are, are maybe one fifty, one sixty, one seventy. But me and Bob are, are over two hundred pounds. So we're following a just finished schedule, and that had some easy ones where everything was. A, it started at a four miler on Saturday, then a five miler or six miler. So at that point, I I knew I could already handle that. So I did. I stopped doing the midweek runs, and I was just doing uh, work in the gym uh, that wasn't involved in the running until I ran six miles with Brad, Ashlyn Brad last week, and I had to take a knee. I had to say, Brad, man, I I gotta walk a little bit, man. I'm just uh, we run faster, Brad. Brad is a faster runner, so when it's just me and him running, if we're the only ones that show up for the group, um, I'm going to kind of run a little faster because I think he kind of wants to, and I try to – I mean, he would – we slowed down when I asked, but, you know, you just kind of run a little, little quicker, and which I, I'm fine with. It, it challenges me, but I had to take a break, and that's when I realized that this is because I'm not doing my midweek runs because they don't run by themselves. So, Ashton, Bob, you're absolutely correct. And I uh, I've fallen for that, and so I, I corrected that. Um, this let's see. Well, correcting it this week. I ran yesterday, and I'm going to run tomorrow. And it's going to be I think 95 degrees here in the center of the universe tomorrow. But you got to do it no matter what. Um, and I prefer to be outside in the heat instead of the treadmill because you're going to sweat anyway on the treadmill. Um, and then outside, at least you're outside spending some time in outside and yeah, it's gonna be hot anyway. And you just, you get through it one way or the other, just slow down a little bit. I don't, I don't mind doing that. Um, so that's the, uh, that's the midweek runs don't run by themselves subtitle for this, uh, this month's podcast. And that's, um, uh, true to Dash and Bob. So thank you, Bob, for, uh, for giving me a, another topic in my stack of stuff here. All right. Um, last thing before the email bag section of the show, I've got. 
uh, really good news in reference to my dog situation. So um, people who have listened to the show for a period of time know that I have a dog named Blue. Uh, it's no reference to police work or Blue Line or Blue whatever. Um, his name is Bluefield. He's from Bluefield, West Virginia, and he was named Bluefield. And just like I had a dog named Otis way back because uh, I like the name Otis from Animal House. I think it was Otis Redding. I always wanted a dog named Otis. I always wanted a dog named Blue. And then, of course, you got the movie uh, Old School, and you got the the old guy with the character named my boy Blue. Anyway, so Blue is his nickname, but his name was Bluefield. Blue was my running dog there for a long time. He's 12 now. He'll be 13 on Halloween. He's he's a Halloween dog, born on Halloween, just like Ashlyn Bob. Ashlyn Bob is a Halloween. And Uncle Lummox, I mean, my uh, good friend Lummox, of course, my daughter calls him Uncle Lummox. He's also a Halloween, Halloween baby. Um, Blue's too old to run. He barely makes it around the block. Um, but we have a new member of our family. We have a yellow Labrador named Twyla who is, uh, will be 11 weeks old this week. We got her three weeks ago, just a, just about. She's been a lot of fun. Uh, she's getting along good with Blue. They, they're playing a lot. Blue is showing a little bit of a, a different side of himself that we haven't seen in a long time. Because Blue came along as a puppy when uh, I had a dog named Basil, who was a black Labrador. And I'm not going to go into a long story about all my dogs. Uh, uh, Twilight, I think, is my fifth or sixth dog. I'm 52 years old, so I never had dogs till I got married in '95, and uh, so had we've had pretty much two dogs ever since then. Uh, at one point, we had three. Um, so Twyla's gonna be my new running dog when she gets uh, a little bit older, a little stronger, and the weather gets a little bit uh, cooler, and she uh, learns proper uh, leash discipline, which we're uh, going to a Wednesday night class starting tomorrow night. Um, so that'll be, or starting when, uh, whatever you listen to the show, it's going to be the 30th of June. Um, so she's gonna be my new running buddy. Uh, so it's, it's really happy that we have a new dog in the house. It's fun to have two dogs again. It's a lot of work. We have to kind of block things off because she's, you know, you can't have, if you never had a dog, you, it's hard to explain, but you can't allow the dog to have too much area of the house. Cause it, it'll freak out. It just, you want it to be very confined until and then it gets more privileges you give it more space in the house uh, but she's gonna be a, a, my running dog probably late this fall and i'm looking forward to that a whole lot and i, I really can't wait to to get out there and run with the dog again because i used i just loved it so much i used to do it for um i think i did a I did a podcast maybe 10 years ago uh, called uh dogs can run along they can run long but they can't run as long as we do I was just thinking about my old dog, so. Oh, sorry about that. I had to take a little moment there. I was thinking about my old dog, Otis, who uh, was my running buddy for a long time. I used to run uh, when I had a dog named Basil. Otis was uh, male and the Basil was female. Uh, I used to run together with both of those dogs, and um, it's kind of uh, just a real short story. Basil was a very loyal dog just not very affectionate um otis was very affectionate and very loyal um and we just ran we ran and ran and ran and ran that's all we, what we did with those dogs they were a lot of fun I taught basil how to catch a frisbee in a uh, in a vacant lot in the city of richmond when we lived down in richmond um she never would go far away uh well there was a couple stories where she did but she usually stayed pretty close. She, always, she was very, very obedient and loyal. Just not, just didn't really care if you petted her that much, or um, she would always like be arm's length away from you, you know, lying on the floor, she <laughs> or in the, you know, lie next to the bed, but with you know, just far enough away where you couldn't reach her, kind of thing. Just uh, interesting. She was a stray before we got her. All right. Anyway, that's enough of that with with the dogs. Um, let's check into the email bag section of the show. Uh, had a couple emails, so let's, uh, see who checked in. All right, so I heard from Phil, foolish Phil, and he said, he said, um, let's see, missed it. Dave, just listened to your latest episode the other day, sure enjoyed it. Uh, he sent this one to me on June 26. Hope you're coming into a place where you can release them a little more often as they make my slow miles go by a little bit faster. 
Um, sorry, your ultra got canceled. Like you, I'm a little puzzled by the rhyme and reason. I've been able to find some ultras during all this and it felt safer there than going to the store. It's been less crowded, at, uh, especially at my pacing out in the open. Um, he says he doesn't... Um, he, doesn't, he didn't feel comfortable posting any photos from his races because of the possibility of others, other people trying to shame him by self-appointed health authorities, quote, or, or quote, health authorities that say selfish people like me or why the crisis is prolonged and they question his political views, which he never posts any anyway. Uh, he says everybody has their sport. He just keeps a low profile and continues to knock out races. He is at 285 marathons and ultras and moving towards 300. That is remarkable, Phil. Um, 285 uh, marathons and ultras. Uh, he's got plantar other problems with his feet right now, so he's doing a lot of walking. Um, he's just hoping to find another race and puts out another episode. So, Phil, you're very inspiring, like I mentioned in the email. Um, I appreciate you letting me share those comments. I really do. Um, and uh, he said that would be fine. Um I, you know, Phil, it's, uh, and, and others out there, I, I, the best I can do right now is one a month. At least this one's a long one. And I hope you're enjoying, you know, the time and that we're spending together. And I hope that I'm hoping you get through some running. And I just try to give an honest uh, perspective on things. I know sometimes, like you, I know you said you don't, uh, you don't post every your political views, but I don't know, man. I, I just, I just, I just try to get through the day, get through the week. Um, <laughs> You know, sometimes uh, all you're trying to do is get through a three-mile run at ni- in 95 degrees, and that's that's what your focus is for the day. But uh, I appreciate you staying loyal to the show, Phil. It's always good to hear from you. And if I remember correctly, I think you're a retired band director, um, and uh, you had a lot of experience with marching bands and stuff. So anyway, good to hear from you, and I really do appreciate that. Um, heard from Ashlyn Bob. Uh, what a great podcast i love the interview with ron this one came in on june 23rd uh so see bob knows ron knowing him his family's story in the shamrock calf was also bob's first uh, half marathon he felt like he was there when uh, ron was telling the story he also enjoyed hearing the history of the trolley line fall line trail and he said i'm sorry no one sends you any emails for the email bag so now i have one keep it up and i said thank you sir so bob i appreciate that and you can always send an email if you want which I'll mention, of course. And if you have any interesting perspectives on things or comments on the show, please send those to AshlandDave at um, gmail.com. Bob, you please do that. Continue to do that. And any other listeners out there, I'd love to hear from you. AshlandDave at gmail.com. Um, and I'll get your email. And uh, unless you uh, mention specifically, I will not... Um, I will mention your email on the show unless you specifically ask me not to, and I will honor that, of course. But you know, let me know where you hail from, what kind of running you do. Um, you know, no big deal. I don't, I don't record the email addresses and mark, try to market you whatsoever. I'm, this is a completely grassroots, blue chip podcast. I make no money. I don't want to make any money. I've been doing the podcast since 2008, and I just do it to um, uh, communicate with other runners out there. Um, I can't believe I've been doing this for, I guess, 13 years now. I started in March of 2008, so, wow. Uh, Let's go to the next one. Heard from Tim. Tim is from Chattanooga area. Dave, uh, hope things are going well for your family. When will want to miss the podcast. When it's going to be back, I'm passing through your neck of the woods on my way from Nags to Front Royal. I was in Nags Head for vacation now, heading back on the, I guess on the AT. Oh, I've been hiking the trail this year, so he's doing the Appalachian Trail. That's awesome, Tim. Um, yeah, that's kind of a bucket list thing for me. Um, uh, my bucket list is kind of strange. Um, uh, going to Gettysburg Battle, National Battlefield Park was on my bucket list, and I did that, and so was Antietam, which uh, my daughter and I are going to try to do that this fall. Um, eight, hiking the parts of the AT like in sections is, is like a life bucket list thing but you know running out of years I'm, my wife wants to do that too we wouldn't be able to do a, a, a through hike um, just it just wouldn't be possible with the, the at our ability level we'd have to do it in sections but apparently that's legit too so um, I hope you're doing well man good to hear from you um, 
Outer Banks, uh, where Nags Head is, a beautiful part of North Carolina. It's my favorite beach area. And um, anyway, it's good to hear from you, Tim. I appreciate the, uh, the podcast. Of course, I heard, uh, was on uh, Jamie's podcast, and I got her. She actually she got me a gift, uh, Grounds and Hounds coffee. So, Jamie, I got that. Very much appreciative. We enjoyed In fact, we're still enjoying it. Um, really uh, appreciated the time being on your podcast. And uh, I had a bunch of emails here that I exchanged with you. So, um, I appreciate your time. It was a whole lot of fun. Um and I wish you I wish you the best on your with your podcast. Uh, I heard from another listener. Um, this was Jim out of Iowa, and this was a. I heard from him on May 14th, and I'm not sure if um, I can't remember if I mentioned him in the last podcast or not. But I did exchange. He's a retired law enforcement and a runner. Uh, he's been running for 46 years. He'll be 70 in June. Um, he said, keep the shows coming as there are those of us out here that enjoy and appreciate them. He loves the Star Spangled Banner at the end. Uh, never Love of country never gets old in his books, and we need more of it. That's really true, Jim, and it's disturbing that we have uh, people that represent the country in athletics wearing, wearing the you know, logos of the country, and that's, what, that's the platform they try to use to uh, – protest and, and to tell the world that there's a problem here. We know we have a problem here. We, we don't need to do that at sporting events. And um, it, I will say this, uh, I don't think anything's gotten any better because the people who are protest, protesting who represent the country. Uh, I'm talking specifically about the uh, United States Women's National Soccer Team. Um, I, I quit watching that. Um, I used to really enjoy watching the women play because they, they, they win. I mean, they've won the World Cup numerous times, but it's just, it's gotten this political um, spin where when you represent your country, you, you toe the line. I mean, that, that's what you do. You don't, you don't use that platform to uh, be negative. You, uh, you're representing us. And as, as a country, we're a positive, forward moving country. We, uh, we're extremely charitable. Anyway, uh, Jim, I know that wasn't part of your. Um, your email, but it kind of put me on a uh, on a tangent, and I really do. Uh, good to hear from you, and I wish you the best in your um, law enforcement retirement. Looks like you're from uh, near the Missouri River. It looks like you said you moved across the Missouri River to Iowa, and your full time now is running. Full time job now is running and biking six days a week, six days a week, and then cutting grass. Good for you, man. I appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Send me another email. Let me know how you're doing. All right. Looks like my Sorry. dogs have come in. My wife is here. And the dogs are all panting because she had them outside so I could produce the show. Um, anyway, I'll do the last. Uh, the last thing is, is that one thing I forgot to mention in my stack of stuff was that I did a, a yoga challenge. You know what? Let me bring my wife over here right now, and maybe you can explain to our listeners out there who uh, what do we do with uh, the yoga challenge back on the uh, summer solstice? Celebrate the summer solstice. It was a hundred and eight sun salutations. Well, and we, that's what was that's what was expected. Was How many expected. did we do? We kind of squeaked through at about fifty, maybe give or take. <laughs> it was really hard. Now, in our defense, we are we were David had already exercised that day. We had been cleaning up and working on our rental property so we'd already done a lot uh, you're not supposed to mention rental you're not supposed to mention that in the oh. show oh i'm sorry um <laughs> it's okay but it was very hard uh, mine were lame i'd never done yoga before i showed up with a beach towel everybody else had a yoga mat um ashlyn brad was up in front of us and he was he knew exactly what to do in fact matter of fact his wife was the leader uh, how many people do you think were there about 40 about 40 people. It's pretty cool. We made a donation to the Hanover Arts and Activities Center, which is the same organization that sponsors the Ashland Railroad Run that I used to be the race director for. And um, we got T-shirts. It's always cool to get another white T-shirt that you can wear under stuff. You know, it's clean. It's not the crew neck is not wearing out or anything. Um, the, sh- the shirts are cool. The whole event was really neat. Um, but here, my takeaway was, even though I was an outsider to yoga and I didn't really know what I was doing, I watched a couple of videos about how to do these sun salutations. And, and Brad had, um, had uh, put out the challenge to uh, Wolfpack, our running group. Uh, Ron uh, accepted the challenge, and I had, but Ron had, due to a, um, a family a de- family death, uh, death in his family, he wasn't able to be there. 
um, I went, and it was pretty hard. And I, um, but I felt part of the, this this community, which is what people talk about that do yoga. Just give me a minute. Um, and even though I was on, I was kind of in the back because I didn't want people to see all my mess ups. I still felt part of it, so it might be something I try again at some point in time. I'm not really sure when or where. Uh, but I did like it, and I can. There were people that were very good at it. I could tell, and there were people that weren't good at it, like me. Um, but it was a really good event, and I forgot to mention that in my stack of stuff. So um, thanks to Brad. I, I'm not sure he listens to the podcast, but I do appreciate him um, uh, issuing out that challenge. And I'm not sure if I'll if I'll do the next one or not, Brad. So all right, well, this is uh, that's it for this month. This is Ashland Dave. Uh, appreciate you listening to the show. Good to have you back. Um, this is Ashland Dave. I'm running the center of the universe. Ashland, Virginia, reminding you to run to the finish. Keep on running. Don't forget to hug your kids. Y'all have a good week.